Hey, Jesse. Hey, Olivia. I'm really excited about this origin today. Um, mine is on business cards, and it's something that I have lots of qualms about personally. I'm interested to hear about business yeah. cards. Well, I just, it's like a lot. And I also have qualms about handshakes too, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing, because I think with this whole pandemic, it's really put in perspective about how we like touch hands. Mm-hmm. It's like so gross. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to touch someone's hand. One of my sources is a National Geographic article literally <gasps> called Why Do We Touch Strangers So Much? It's so weird to me. <laughs> and even like in the South where we, we like hug all the time. I'm like, I just like really don't want to hug you. And I don't know about your experience, but I've definitely shaken hands with someone who like has had like clammy hands or a yeah. limp handshake. And I'm just like, that was unpleasant. I did not want to do that. Like, I did not want to touch you, and and I had to touch you. It's one of those things, too, where, and I'll get into this slightly, but, you know, in terms of, like, business, there's there's so many things online where it's like, okay, here's how to have, like, the right handshake and whatnot, but what do you do about a clammy handshake? Like, if you have clammy hands, there's nothing you can do about that. Or, like, what if you were holding a drink? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, you were holding a drink, or you just washed your hands. It's so gross to me. I like how the Japanese do it, of bowing, because then it's like, okay, no matter what, like, it's, like, certain degrees of, of formality. So I'm very well, interested to hear about handshakes then, because it's also so gross. Think about okay, so we so we shake hands. It's sort of a general, you know, a way we greet. Maybe depending on the environment, yeah. You know, but it's a friend. But I hate not it. Do it. But think about Europe. I mean, pre the, all of this is pre pandemic. Um, with the kiss thing. I mean, there. I mean, that's, oh my god, that's even worse, even more intense. I would not. I <laughs> cannot. The air. I see like they do the air kisses sometimes, where it's like hovering over the cheek. Mm-mm, but mm-mm. I already have like a weird thing with like dads and men sometimes, where it's like I don't want to kiss your stubbly cheek, or I don't want you to even be close to my mouth. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People are weird. <laughs> it's strange. I mean, I do, I have heard that like we do need human connection. And so like Europeans in general are more touchy than we are. Like they like will cuddle their friends yeah. a little bit more than we do. Yeah. And I get that when you're close to somebody, but if you're some rando CEO that I'm like trying to talk to about design, like I don't want you in my personal space. Right. I have, I have, I feel like I've heard from numerous people um, that the pandemic has been a wonderful way for them to have finally an excuse to be like, no, no, please stay out of my space. Oh my God. <laughs> I usually do the awkward wave thing where I'm like, I'm, it's clear I don't want to shake your hand. So I'll do like, uh, hi, well, let me, like, I'll like do this little like. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, I learned actually that I guess a kind of clasping of your own other hand is, is, is a gesture in, um, now I'm going to forget. I think it was, mm. it's like a Chinese gesture, but it's mm. like a way to be like. Love that. Greetings. But Would imagine I'm, I'm, I have my, one of my hands clasped on my yeah. other and I'm sort of shaking it. But so, yeah, that is, you know. Tell us. Yeah. So why do we do this? This this is a great, this is, I think probably the ones, one of the ones you were most excited about when we were looking at season yeah, I was two. Like, you're like, business cards. Oh yeah. What I, is this? It's so weird. And I mean, this me. was even, this was pre-COVID-19. We, we thought of these yeah. a while ago. But mm-hmm. um, so the, for, in terms of handshakes, this is really cool because we have visual evidence of the origin of handshakes mm. or just that that they've been depicted for a really long time because right. we have ancient art. Um, nice. And it is, you know, um, just like when we talked about mirrors, humans having a desire to look at themselves also means humans being depicted in art. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is one we've got visual evidence for ancient sculptures frequently depicting the practice, which the Greeks called dexiosis ew which I hate it dexiosis dex dexiosis 
which meant roughly to take the right hand. Ew. Hate so, it. <laughs> um, so Olivia's not a fan of the handshake. No. Uh, the, the, this gesture has been symbolizing connectedness mm. pretty much since its origin. Yeah. Um, makes sense. So the idea of it as a greeting is actually far more recent. Oh, okay. Um, what it meant long for much longer is sort of a display of trust or a pledge or the promise of an oath. I see that. Um, kind of like an agreement has mm-hmm. been made. You have my word in the form of this physical mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. So um, the earliest surviving examples on figured stelae of Dexiosis are probably the 420s, according wow. to historian Jas Elsner. Um, in his published works and backed by other archaeologists. So the 420s. However, a team of archaeologists encountered a relief depicting the Assyrian king Shalmaneser III uh, with a Babylonian ruler in a gesture of greeting between equals like the modern handshake. Uh, and this relief dates back to the 9th century BCE. So this is quite a bit older than these other experts. And so I'm not quite sure if that just meant that they were talking about the method of the art Mm -hmm. rather than the practice itself. Mm -hmm. So I think both dating it to the ninth century BCE and the four twenties AD, um, just simply means that they've been depicted. I mean, I would just say we've been depicting handshakes for a really long time. So I'm actually going to show you Olivia, the image, and then, um, I will post, make sure that this gets posted, but. Oh yeah. They're shaking hands. Um, King, um, what's his name that I just yeah. said with the Babylonian, uh, and they yeah, are meeting I've seen and that. they are shaking. Yeah, I took our history and, and I've definitely seen that before. Yeah, so it is considered the oldest depiction of a handshake. Um, it also appears several times in Homer's Iliad and the Odyssey. In mm. in both circumstances, it appears twice. It's a pledge and a display of trust, as I mentioned. I don't think I remember that, and I'm like really into the Odyssey and the Iliad, but I've only read them. I don't think I've seen like a lot of like. Yeah, well, if you want to Google handshakes in Iliad and Odyssey, I bet you'll find the quotations. I just oh, didn't include yeah. them here directly because mm-hmm. I mean they are they are depictions describing like clasping of hands essentially, or and they were to even take grosser the back then. They didn't have like showers. Well, and again, we didn't understand germs until saying. very recently. I'm okay? just saying. If so we had miasmas, but we didn't really understand like space. how you were getting, how people were no. getting sick or how things were being transmitted. So totally. Um, the uh, there is also a frequent depiction on funerary art. So uh, gravestones in fourth and fifth century BC, which is again pretty dang mm-hmm. old. Uh, in fourth and fifth century BC, Greece showing the deceased shaking hands with a family member, signi- oh. signifying an eternal bond or a final felt farewell between living and dead. That so this got kind of dark. like extension Gosh. of okay, there you are, there I am. Oh sort no, of like this that's really dark. Farewell. But I think what's important about that is that that's a family member. Mm-hmm. Like it's not touching a stranger. Sure, like it may as well be a hug. Right. In that case. Yeah. I mean, also like, yeah, on my grave, so I don't want to shake my husband's hand. Like I think it should be a little bit more loving than that. But yeah. I can see how like you can see how like the intimacy of that physical connection is already intimate in that that scenario. Yeah. And for some reason we touch strangers. Like I'm interested to see how you progress through this origin. Cause it's oh, like it's like what <laughs> Yeah. So okay. well, that's dark. That's pretty dark. It is. And then also in ancient Rome, clasp hands appeared on coins. So mm. in this case, the symbol uh, 
the gesture symbolizing friendship and loyalty. Yeah. So these are really, really old depictions of this, which is pretty cool, but they have not been common as a greeting for most of history. Okay. So then we get to the evolution of the handshake, which I have literally, I have lovingly <laughs> titled class and stuff. So the handshake, of course it's all class. Uh, the handshake was seen as a gesture that would be passed between equals. And for much of history, Europe had class structures that oh, did not, that yeah. did not align with that right so um that is why the handshake was frequently not um a yeah you wouldn't gesture hands with your of correct or <laughs> you wouldn't even to this day you don't shake hands with the queen right you you bow like even that's when a, true even when a dignitary you're right her. you're mm-hmm. so right i didn't even realize that mm-hmm. so that has a lot to do with status and class um and so um oh i will mention that the shakes uh two shakespeare plays feature a handshake really um, hamlet and as you like it and maybe there was a third one but Ooh, i know both of up. those were quoted interesting um, and and they're both also as sort of like oaths that's you know, fascinating um, rather than greetings um, you can look up those quotations as well, but I will. So if you think about in Europe, there was a lot of ornate gesturing happening for a long gesturing. time. So Baroque continental Europe is going to have books on manners and mm. they're going to list out for you the complicated procedures of bowing and curtsying and donning and doffing your hats, kissing ladies hands and so on. So you have all of this sort of complicated ways of greeting people. Um, until the 1800s, there's no mention of handshakes in any of these books on manners. Huh. Okay. So if you think about a class system, but then also think about what's happening perhaps in the British Isles at this time and then extended across to the United States where British colonists mm-hmm. are trying to redefine class. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. You know, read yeah for white men only still. <laughs> but here we have a an attempt oh, to redefine man. an attempt to redefine class in mm-hmm. a way that it it was at least stripping it from some of the like you know um, countesses and high middle right. class from England. And so mm-hmm. um, the Quakers are actually frequently credited with popularizing the handshake because of their um, belief structure. If you've heard of the Quakers, is like the um, like friends, they're, they're they mm-hmm. term each other friends. So they don't they wouldn't receive you as sir or your your grace. Like they they really didn't. Um, mm. So whether they were in British Isles or the United States, um, they have been using the handshake for much much longer, and so they often get the credit on both sides of the Atlantic. Um, they would not bow or curtsy. We wanted to greet folks on equal footing, recognizing okay. an equal standing, and so the handshake was a very um like egalitarian yes okay Mm -hmm. and it meant like i'm not going to curtsy to you i'm not above or below you i simply am your equal um which is a really nice thought Mm. (laughs) so nice um there's still a lot spoiler embedded in a handshake yeah ew um I even just mean like Quite, in terms of like literally a power play. and figuratively. I, yes. I mean, yeah, like a, a, as you'll just hand as I'm sure you guys understand in, in in politics, like a handshake or or not shaking one's hand can can yeah. say a lot in a nonverbal cue, right? 
So yeah, the Quakers had friends. So the Quakers scorned every courtly gesture of subordination, preferring to practice the handshake extended to everyone regardless of station. So um, this pompous gesticulation that was happening in Europe, <laughs> um, you know, was not agreeable with the Christian simplicity of the Quakers. And so it really um, became this uh, trying to, yeah, establish respect inequality for, for everyone that's nice um, yeah i mean that's I think lovely that's, but it, on the surface yeah i mean I, I i don't think that that's where we wound up but that was the intention mm-hmm. um the german terms for offering your hand and shaking hands which i didn't write down the german words because then i would have had to say them but those terms <laughs> also appear in books uh in from northern europe by the 1500s mm. so again this is showing that it, it it existed as a as a gesture but not as a gesture of um, greeting. Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. but you know, that it was, that it was certainly documented. Um, it slowly made its encore into the standard assortment of gestures, especially as European class structures also started to change. So, um, it was also in terms of like manners for Europe, even when it became something that was started to be documented, it was often seen as too informal, something oh. you would only do with your closest friends even as oh it, my god, even, even as it began to be included in well, social form. What's funny about that is that like Adrian still shakes hands. Like he'll con- like when he shows up, he's like, "Hey man," and then he'll like shake Ben's hand. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. Like, but then hug me. I just do like a little wave. It, yeah, at least until the the pandemic. Yeah. Now, well, he still hugged. The other weekend we had the July Fourth party. Sorry, we did have a pin. It was our quarantine. It's the same people we have we've been seeing. Team. It was outdoors. Outdoors. And we it were was fine. a limited number <sighs> of folks. Yes, but Adrian still hugged people. And I was like, stop hugging them. No, like, you're so gross. Oh, well. I mean, it, which which is good. Like, I, I was trying to be, you know. Yeah. Well, he's just out funny. He still does, like, the handshake. I don't... I don't mind shaking hands. My thing about handshakes is the same reason why I don't like hugging is the awkwardness if it fails. There's, like, a 50-50 chance, right? <laughs> that, like, you either have a nice, firm, normal handshake or somebody's, like, holding something. It's like, oh, oh, sorry, oh. Or, or you're like, oh, I was holding a drink. Well, like, and in fact, this is like, this oh. is actually so they talk about this a little bit in some of the articles I was looking at. It's it's like um, we have such an ingrained like uh, desire to do it mm. that you'll see people will do ridiculous things like do a pinky if their hand is full or they're like yeah. trying to like, like we like, must no, connect calm down <laughs> yeah right just be like hello good to see you yeah or bowing I love that. I, I do. Mean, I you like Japanese if that was a custom. No, 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 in- no, not like a fifty degree, ninety degree bowing, but like I actually, I'll I'll talk to you about business cards when we get there. But I had yeah. to watch a lot of YouTube videos for that too. And in Japan, like like a like a fifteen degree uh, bow is yeah. like so sweet so and standard. cute. It's like hi, like I don't know, mm-hmm. like that's like great. You didn't have to touch. It's fantastic. Um, but anyway, that was my side note because you said about like friendship, where it's like, oh yes, I yeah. watch Adrian shake hands with his friends all the time. Yeah. That's true, but as a but as a female, I don't think it's as as common. Mm. I mean, at least not for among friends. Oh no, right? yeah. Like oh I would shake God. hands. With I don't like think I've ever shaken your hand. Um, someone, even yeah. when I first met you at Elf in the Shelf, I'm pretty sure it was like, "Hi!" Like, yeah, yeah that would have been think, weird. Yeah, it would have been really weird. Like two two women don't shake. That's interesting. If we can sidebar for a moment, yes. Two women. I don't think like when I meet when I met like Sarah Price for the first time. Shout out to Sarah Price. Yeah. Hi, Sarah or other like women in the industry, I kind of feel like I just like wave or I'm like, hi, I'm Olivia. Like, I don't think I shake their hands. uh, (laughs) I'm shaking my own hand. Uh, But but the thing is, I think mm. then the alternate greeting we have is a hug, which I also don't like. 
That's too informal mm. to me. I like hugging friends. No, but I'm talking about bus- yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Environments. But we still do it. So the only time I think I shake people's hands is if I am meeting someone that I've not met before or if I'm in an interview. And so I'm saying I work at a large university. So there mm-hmm. are occasions where I might have a meeting. Well, before 2020, I might have a meeting with someone in person where I have not maybe met this professor before or this director of such and such, and I might shake their hand, Mm -hmm. but then I would never really do it in a meeting ever again. Do you shake your students' hands when they come in to see you? I, I don't. Um, I kind of just say sit down. Well, no, what I'm thinking is I absolutely could have, because actually what, what we do in our office is we try to be pretty, um, like we go up to the front and get them and then we walk back to our office and that's sort of like a nice time to to break the ice, if you will. But I still don't like to me, my student, you know, I'm not trying to be a form like yeah. e- even though we are going to be meeting and talking about, you know, um their future or their aspirations or, you know, planning out something that they're going to apply for, I still don't necessarily the I'm handshake feels too formal I'm to cool me. Like, I'm like hey you know how's your day going so far like tell me what's yeah. going on with you like that tends to be how I open things more I I don't I mean yeah. I guess if they extended their hand I don't shake client would, hands like but, when we have clients in person I'm not like hi. like I just like wave and say hi I'm Olivia or mm-hmm. I'm already sitting or something or it's like I do like a hand yeah. gesture like I'll say like come on over here with me and but I don't yeah I think and again for me it's not even about the touching or the formality of it for me, it's about the fear of the 20% chance that it will go wrong. Mm-hmm. Same thing with hugs. Mm-hmm. It is so uncomfortable to have a, of a mistaken handshake or an accidental handshake or a yes. weird, yes. a weird, like, Oh, my hands are cold or Oh, my hand or Oh, did I do that? Right. Or Oh, so, <laughs> I've that maybe, 20% is terrifying. I've maybe told you this before, but one of the two, to, to my memory, one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me was a failed, um, oh no! Was it really? So, yeah. So here's what happened. I'm gonna oh, explain it. So I used to work uh, in graduate school. I worked at the National Archives at Atlanta, which is a national branch. Uh, it, we house all the records for the eight southern states, southeastern states, and um, I was working there. And as a grad student, we would frequently our jobs were to man the research rooms where folks could come in and do often genealogical research, but other types of research too. And so, you know, essentially what that meant was like helping people sometimes with really common research questions, Mm -hmm. but also with like using the computers and the printers. And so this uh, old gentleman came in and he had been using the computers or what what have you. And he came up to my desk. um, Oh my gosh. And he reached his hand out like this. Um, What I'm doing is um, like a fist. Like a fist. Yeah. Like a fist. He's reaching his fist out to me. Um, you know, with his fingers curled in and yeah, facing like a fist the bump. ground. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I fist bumped this <laughs> old man. Oh my God. Um, he was trying to give me change for the printer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I was like, oh, like I had to, oh, I had to like hysterical. pivot. And I think he was just genuinely so confused. Like, like what I did you just think, do? I don't. Yeah, he was. Oh my I was God, so funny. I was mortified. I was like, okay, yeah, actually you pay out there. <laughs> yeah. I have even, my most awkward handshake was that I had a client or like not even a client, but like some, some dude, he's like a young guy and he reached out his left hand to me. What does that mean? Nothing. And I was like, oh, left hand. He's like, yeah, I like to throw people off. I like to be different. Did you shake his hand? Yeah, I was like, hand? this is weird. And he was like, yeah, I just like to see what people do. And I hate that. I like, 
what do you mean you just like to see like you like disarming people He's like disruptor. okay yeah. sure yeah. I'm have fun with that like I don't love that attitude of like I'm gonna enter into a first impression by trying to disarm you like that is such a weird thing to me so that was my most weird handshake but like, mm. I mean I have memories of like handshakes that I was like oh your hand was weird or yeah or yeah. why didn't like or I like gripped too hard and they didn't grip at all I, I don't know it's just like that whole thing it's just so weird it's yeah. weird Sorry, we this it, is a huge side tangent. But, but, but I think it's all relevant. So, yeah. okay, so, you know, that leads us into why why the handshake. And that mm-hmm. is actually something that we have far less evidence for. Right. Like we, just there evolves. are lots of theories. Mm-hmm. Now, if you even begin to look up handshakes on the internet, you'll get the age-old adage that it began as a way of conveying peaceful intention. So oh, I think yes. this is like so much mythology that like we can't separate the origin you don't of the even handshake know if it's real from whether or not. this is real or not. Yeah. But you would shake an arm or a hand to show that like so, you didn't so, have a gun. So that you didn't have a weapon. And <laughs> so not only that was there nothing in your hand, but there was also nothing up your sleeve. And that was the action of shaking. So sure, but because you've oh, shown no, I mean, I am the like, frescoes, or because you've shown yeah. the art of people shaking hands, that immediately voids that theory. Like, what do you mean? Well, like if you've got somebody from BC times shaking hands when they didn't even have like the the crazy clothing that we wear today, like that you, you're clearly not sure. I guess so. Like maybe I can see that, but. That doesn't prove that you're not holding something in your left hand or like who wears weapons on their arms well, anyway. Yeah. Actually, because famously, um, there was a oh, one of the presidents that was assassinated, possibly McKinley. Mm. He was famously assassinated by a, someone. He oh. went to uh, someone extended his hand to Man. him and had a gun. Yeah. Well, if only they had which seen is, that first. Which is interesting because so much um politically is built up in a handshake mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. are a politician right so that is um sort of a dignitary move and so yeah it was like the you know the, the um achilles heel for that so uh the up and down motion might help shake loose daggers and knives uh, out of <laughs> wonderful your, you know cloak i, know. I guess if i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna like fasten that thing to my person it's not gonna be easily but then you have to whip it out. It's much more complicated. This is why if you listen to our scissors mm. and tape episode with the women who had scissors, if to you went to, sh- to protect themselves and they had scissor daggers, if you shook my hand and some scissors fell out, you'd be like, oh, you dropped your scissors. And You're then I sewing could stab kit. you. And then yeah. I, yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is why women are smart. <laughs> so, um, Lundmark, one of my uh, references, he wrote a he wrote a book called The Tales of High and By, in which he discusses some of these things. He also quotes the Iliad and the Odyssey and Shakespeare and whatnot. Mm. Um, but he calls it the temporary incapacitation of the sword hand. Ew. So again, if we're thinking about like this kind of um I come in peace idea, that then would lead, even if it's no longer about the weapons, to this idea of like a greeting in terms of like I come in peace right I, I see that yeah. I think bowing's better for that but sure I get well it. I, I am get interested that. to like I mean sure sure but I guess if I had to make I, my own society I guess it got built up on like this American obsession with and no we are equal therefore right. I will not bow to but you but then also this is such a male thing for sure because women didn't have swords that you had to disarm so like this is such a like and there's not even that's a really good point because there's not even in a lot of um 
manners guides and whatnot these were all written for men and there was like mm-hmm. lots of stuff and like well would you should you could you even shake a woman's hand like yeah. it's not none of this had to do with women at all to the point where there was even mm. like descriptions on whether or not you should shake a woman's hand because she would kiss her um the oh, back of her hand right, you know what I mean? like, right. That's, Ew, like, also weird <laughs> can you imagine i've never had are you guys that surprised that olivia <laughs> feels that way <laughs> Like, don't touch me. I just don't want to be touched by you. Like, I just don't. I, friends, yes. And I do wish that, yeah. like, more, it was less awkward for, like, friends to hug and, like, friends to be around yeah. each other. But, like, strangers. But see, Stranger when, danger. So, was, I don't know. So, Olivia and I have been in a book club. Um, for you bring up Darcy? Going hey, Darcy. On, going on eight years. Well, no, Darcy and Casey. I think they're mm. both really big huggers. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Casey, too. Um, but I think that you, me, and Kara are maybe not yeah. as much. Like I will huggers. hug you. Like, but... I don't really hug you ever, but whenever we meet in that space, we always hug yeah. in our book club space. But I don't mm-hmm. think even in that case, I don't think I hug you. No. The, the one time I awkwardly <laughs> hugged you was um this Christmas <laughs> we when awkward. we were having well, I was really stressed. And so sometimes when I'm like really stressed mm. or really worked up, I mm. like kind of have this robotic thing. And so we showed up and Johnny and Jenny were hosting their Chris the Christmas party last year. And I showed up and I was stressed. Like, I think we were cooking something or Adrian and I were arguing or whatever. And like, you showed up and I was like, hi, Jesse. And like, I hugged you. And you gave me this look like, why are you hugging me? <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I hugged you either. Well, you are always allowed to hug me. I, think you, I, I mean, maybe not but right I see now, you but all the time. I don't have I to hug you. So it's just a funny thing where I was like, did I just hug her? Like, but it was, it just showed my need for comfort I in see. that situation where it was like, Oh, I'm really stressed. And so yeah. my my brain was like, this is my friend and I'm going to hug her. I just need to have a hug. Yeah. Now. And Adrian yeah. and I hug all the time. Like that we even like if we're mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like we hug pretty constantly. Yeah. Just yeah. like as like a sweet, like yeah, passing by. Mm-hmm. And of course I hug my mom. But yes, our friend Darcy is also a huge hugger. She always makes a point to be like, okay, okay I'm gonna hug you yeah. now. Like when you see her in when you leave. So yes. it's like a double hug situation. Yes, double hug situation. <laughs> it's very funny. Shout oh, out Darcy. Shout out, Darcy. Um, yes. So let me get back to where I was. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. Yeah. So in this sense, um, the far older evidence of the purpose of the handshake was for agreements. Um, you know, as I've said, but in this sense, it holds that ritual gesture, um, more than words. What I guess Mm, is what mm -hmm. we're really talking about as opposed to yours, which is a very physical thing is that this kind of like gesture, Mm. um, so let's see here. The handshake continues to be a popular image today, but it's also incredibly complex and ambiguous, right? And which I think is why we have so much, like why you might have so much built up into it because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like, yeah. So going back to this National Geographic article that I mentioned, why do we touch strangers so much? Mm-hmm. Um, this article is great, but it also cites that they in 2015, they did a study Uh, Israeli researchers did a study where they found that nearly a quarter of people unconsciously sniffed their hands after (gasps) shaking hands. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Which like, I don't know, maybe I'm that person, I just don't know because it was unconscious. But they theorized that a handshake may be an unconscious uh, thing that we use for like chemical signals or as like a form of communication. Think of animals like sniffing each other's butts. Oh my. Now, that was only a quarter of people and I'm not 
entirely convinced by the unconscious (laughs) desire to like figure out this person but they were just suggesting that perhaps the handshake could be some deeper compulsion that we're having to like sort out this person i can see the compulsion to touch i really do get Mm -hmm. that i get Mm -hmm. the compulsion that we are tribal people we come from i think we We see it especially because now we can't it's like Mm -hmm. you have to like preferred yeah but i'm just saying like the default that we are you know so ingrained Mm -hmm. to do is like oh you like reach out right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um there was an excellent article recently the atlantic is doing a really cool series on like things that the things that are gonna look different yeah. Because of COVID-19. Ooh, and can't so they did the a business card one. Whole one on handshakes. Um, and so that's, you know, suggesting that it it will have its demise. Like it's yeah. hey, like we haven't been doing it necessarily that long. Um, but that it's but that it's, you know, it, it has so much built up in it that mm-hmm. perhaps it's, you know, its time has ended. So they say the egalitarian, uh, the egalitarianism that we imagined in the handshake is often an illusion because mm-hmm. it's so frequently a power move or show of dominance. Um, or like this outward show of like manly kind of power, which yeah. you see in a politician, you see in business. You've heard the 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 expression from like a man that's like you can tell a lot about a man by his handshake. Absolutely, like you've heard that before. And like that when is the thing. Interview, it's like there's like so much built up in this and for you know. Magic. Absolutely. So they say, quote, handshakes are a Western norm that has been adopted more broadly because of American influence on international business and global culture. While the gesture might symbolize mutual respect, they are also sites of individual judgment, which is where yeah. they become problematic in business. And so it's like, okay, it's weak. It's too weak. It's not weak enough. It's firm. It's not yeah, like firm. That, this it's is clammy. Too much. It's like, it's too much. There's a whole host of things that, you know, in the grand scheme of everything else you're trying to do, like, what does that matter? Um so, you know, there's plenty of advice if you go online on the different kinds of ways that it's appropriate to handshake by Ugh. culture, because even though it is American, it's sort of been adopted in a lot of other places, mm-hmm. though those same sites will point out that it's often frequent if you're in a business meeting, you would maybe shake someone's hand, but then also follow it up with the custom of, of that culture. No, just if, they had, oh. they, if they also had a culture of bowing, you might mm-hmm. do some sort of combination uh, gesture and also it's important to note that you know until the rec- until the recent sort of globalized you know world we live in of like maybe the past 40 years mm-hmm. you would have been met with a bewildered look if you had gone to a lot of parts of the world and tried to like extend your hand yeah so they'd be like what are you it doing? is absolutely do you american mm-hmm. um yeah practice mm-hmm. 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 man so i want to also briefly shout out Sports, oh. um, which is another <laughs> sport. The whole sport, all sports. Uh, just all sports. Shout out. Um, but no, but it's a the frequent practice of sort of like extending the hand at the end of uh, at yeah, beginning yeah. or end of the yeah, game, absolutely, as a show of sportsmanship. Yeah, and it also has um interesting roots. The, the the practice of handshaking after a game in terms of hockey, mm. um, notably because hockey is such a violent sport. Um, You're already contact, kind of, but it's this already kind of practice yeah. of coming together at the end to be like whatever happened on the ice it's sort of like we're still good and that yeah. like the action of shaking they do that in soccer hand. too but you're already like so physical i feel like handshaking well, is hockey. less awkward at that point because you've already like literally sweated mm-hmm. and bumped up against this person and mm-hmm. all well, kind in of- the case of hockey like i mean the people are like <laughs> i mean i no offense to soccer, but I feel like in soccer, they're like, oh, my leg. And in, in hockey, they're like <laughs> beating each other into yes. a wall. And it's sort of like, well, even soccer, me, they get so good. close to. I know they like, do. And they're very delicate. And they're in less clothing. Like they're very delicate. Way um, less clothing. You know. Yeah. 
specimens. There's a whole, yep. I'm thinking of Chris Traeger from Park oh. He is he is a microchip. Yep. He, nothing can injure. You know, if, like oh, he man. like he like men get apart. really physical in sports. Yes, um, but that is, um, it is also like there's actually a lot of lore about the first time that practice was done mm. in a January 1908 match to honor this like tragically fallen hockey player, and so Aww. it goes back, you know, to 1908. Um, this practice specifically in hockey, which is pretty neat, uh, and then also shout out to other methods that have come up um as alternates so we talked briefly about the fist bump that was widely popularized actually mm. um around the world after Barack and Michelle Obama did it in oh um, on really? stage right after he got the nomination for pres um, okay for presidential ticket in June of 2008 mm-hmm he sort of like did that, which was sort of considered, mm-hmm. um, which again, as we were talking, like imagine shaking Adrian's yeah. hand on stage versus like a little fist bump. Was, it's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently it got like lots of media attention, which mm. I don't necessarily even remember, but they were talking no, about how this really worldwide caught on. Um, it had previously been frequently used in, Af- in the African-American community as well as among youth, sort of the side of the fist bump, but then mm-hmm. it became a lot more of like widely recognized. Also, apparently this is an East African gesture, Mm. but the action of gently touching hands and then curling your fingers and like cupping. Do you, but do you remember that was like really popular when I was in high school, I feel like Mm -hmm. where you'd like to greet someone, you do the like hand cupping thing, um, which apparently derives from East, um, Mm. Eastern Africa. And then also, um, notably, especially in times of COVID, the World Health Organization, their doctors the and staff will do the Ew. elbow. Yeah. The elbow That's weird, too. So just, just don't touch. Like, just bow. Like, just do, like, a little head nod. Hey. little hey. head nod, like, what's up kind of thing. Or a Maybe. little wave. Yeah, a little wave. There's like, all kind of great things you can do to greet in somebody. I my car and I drive by someone I do on my this street. Little, this little wave. That's what me, Olivia. Do the head I feel nod. like I'm really branding it. Like, <laughs> in my videos, I'm like, hey. Hey. It's me. Uh, this one I like better, but then you got the problem of like, are you wearing a ring? Is it too forceful? Hmm. Just don't touch I people. See. And then I the see. elbow is just weird. That's weird. That's just weird. I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. That's that's the handshake. Uh, and also, I just have to note because of you know COVID nineteen, it's mm. now there have been many health experts who have come out and said like, hey, actually extending your hand is a bioweapon. So like, yeah, be, don't please, do it. please stop that. Yeah, it's interesting that this episode actually ended up being a COVID episode because <laughs> I do think it. that yeah. just to segue into business cards, you don't hand your germ ridden piece of paper to somebody else. Like, don't. <laughs> yeah, who knows how long that's been in your wallet or Ew. like. Or how many hands it's touched purse, or like, or why would you point. take it? I also think, so even before COVID, I, I'm kind of against business cards. I, I have some and I will occasionally print them, but I'm somewhat against them because of the environmental impact. You're printing all this paper just to hand it to someone who's never going to look at it again. Like they'll look at it in the time, especially as a designer. Yeah. They'll look at the design. They'll compliment the design. Once I have someone's email, like saved it, in my, yeah. in my email, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to use that again. In fact, it's, it's really likely that I will lose it. Yeah. And I get that maybe in Rolodex era. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I will get into the, yeah. the history, but I'm talking about current day. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. It is a wondrous hand thing. We talk about the QWERTY mm-hmm. keyboard a lot. Like we have mm-hmm. phones now. It is bonkers to me that there's not some standard app or standard something where you just like bump phones together and now you've got. Oh information. yeah. Well, you know, what'd be, so it's also fantastic. It's interesting too, because like, okay, I was waiting for some to go food at a restaurant locally. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be, I forget why the conversation came up, but this, I, I asked I asked the woman who was also waiting for her food mm-hmm. about her shirt. And then we started talking and we literally like ended up having so much in common while we were waiting on our, our food Aww. that it was like, 
I was like, oh, well, are you, you know, it's like, how do you, you can't ask for someone's number. So I asked, so we exchanged Instagrams. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because it's like, it's that, it's that level removed of like, do I give them my email? We're not going to email with them. We're not caught up We're not going to text each other. We're really not there. Yeah. So, but but, but that was better than like, for example, maybe in the olden days, we would have exchanged business cards. Yeah. And I will talk about it, but I just, just to, just, I'll start in the future and back up. Like, I'm so shocked that there, because obviously like Instagram is a standard. Standard. Your texting is a standard. A phone call is a standard. Yeah, Why so don't digital. we have a standard app or something that's called Exchange? Like a, yeah, like a digital. And then you just tap phones, card. and now you've yeah. got everything. You've got Instagram handle. Blah, 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 blah. Like, why haven't business cards become digitalized? It's beyond that's a great me. Question. It's weird because even even your website address still gets awkward because not everyone has a .com. Not everyone can buy the perfect domain name. So oftentimes I'm like, oh, my website is oliviadesign.co. It's .co because I could, like, there's there's no getting oliviadesign.com. Like, I'm not the first Olivia to be designing. So that should be, I mean, make that up. Oh, yeah. I've thought about it. A a tapping phone app that holds all your stuff has been in the back of my head for, like, a while but it requires a lot. And like the idea that it would have to be a huge thing that everybody would have to adopt it. Yeah. Like it's basically the new, the new Facebook. Right. right? You well, have to I just think that Apple should deal. do it. Like Apple should be, okay, Hey, we've created a brand new app. We're going to, we're going to call it tap and they call have it something like, cool. They have Apple pay like that. You can tap exactly. your phone and do so much. So they, why is there job? not yeah. something called tap where you've got your phone in your hand and you see and you're, exactly your scenario where you're talking to somebody and you're like, Hey, can I get your tap or Hey, can I get your exchange? And then you like pull up your phone and you say accept and like, boom, now Question. you've got it what if you have a friend with an android because usually no offense android friends y'all are ruining everything what are y'all doing <laughs> although i i recognize that i am a slave to apple so but like imagine <laughs> if it, it's like a standard app that even they would have their own version of it or whatever sure. because like obviously you have texting like texting's yeah. on both phones no matter what so it's just i i think we're maybe still a couple years removed from seeing true advances in digital because mm-hmm. i think the keyboard's gonna change i think all this is gonna change but that doesn't change the origin of why we even have business cards at all. Why do we? So imagine you are in 15th century China. I'm there. Yep. I'm imagining it. <laughs> you don't have a phone, but you what? want to visit your friend, right? You want to visit your friend, yeah. but you can't just be like, hey, girl, I'm coming over. And it's rude to just like drop in on somebody, right? So the business card started in China as a calling card. You had your little card, and of course, it had to be small so it could fit in a pocket. So you can't have like a sheet of paper. It had to be card sized, and you would drop it off at the person's house you were going to visit. And it would say like, hey, I'm going to be by tomorrow at 5 p.m. Like a text, basically. Yeah, like a little tangible text. And then drop you a little thing and be like, hey. Yes. And so that friend did not really have an opportunity to say yes or no. Kind of, because you could get your servant to go. So again... Mm. This podcast is about class a lot. High class. You know, obviously, if you're lower class, you can't afford to get cards printed. Well, and also think about, I mean, honestly, at this time, you have to also think about who is um, literate to. Yes. Huge point. Also great point. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot. It was sometimes between servants 
Or you would send your servant and they would go back and forth with these calling cards. Sure. So it was a way to throw back to our mail and email episode. We're talking yes. about like when you would literally have to send a message <gasps> by sending a I person to deliver a verbal message. Like, yeah. hey, the king says so-and-so. Pay your ding taxes. B-T-W. Yeah. Interesting. I throw forgot back. we even did that episode. Mail, and wow. e- mail was all about taxes, guys. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Taxes and more. So this actually gets to be into advertising, but this is a lot about communication. And what's interesting is that we were talking about handshakes being really male-oriented, the cards are very female oriented Ooh. because we're the socialites. The ladies are the ones that go sit in the parlors and have parlor games while the men are like doing whatever. Like, yes, men had business cards, but the, the concept of a calling card. I was going to say, I feel like men would just show up. Right. Whereas women's going to be like, listen, so the you women, might be busy today. Yeah. You so, might have other things you're doing. I'll yeah. call by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I had to do a ton of research on business cards because there's really poor research for it. So I had to piece together a lot of different things. Well, you and, should make a blog post. Well, it. I think it would make a great coffee table book because there are business cards for everybody because they're so old. Yes, Thomas Jefferson, visually, Walt Disney. Like I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. Isaac Newton had a business card. Like I would love a coffee table book that just had like everybody's business cards in it because it's fascinating. That's so neat. There isn't Olivia. one. I checked on Amazon. I was like, oh, this is it. This is my million dollars right here. I'm going to make a coffee table book. That book. That's, I know. Guys, don't take your idea. <laughs> if you're a publisher. <laughs> <laughs> so I started in China and there's some really beautiful Chinese ones, which totally would make a great Instagram post. I think they're also frequently credited with inventing paper. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that checks out. Made out of bamboo. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, also literacy and handwritten. So it's hard in China. China. And then, of course, it moved its way over um, to European society in the 1600s. Um, so common that most, like if you're a well-to-do high-class house, you had a dish specifically for collecting calling cards. Ah, from others. From others, yeah. Because yeah. they would drop them off, blah, 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 blah. So then it started changing to not the calling card, but the trade cards. Then it was called a trade card. So it evolved to be less about, hey, I'm showing up, but more about, hey, this is who I am. Because you were having to put your name and number. That's a really good point because Mm -hmm. up until now, you haven't even been talking about in terms of business, which is all I think about for a business card today. Like it's called a business card. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's no longer about, hey, I'm going to drop by your house. Yeah. It started to get that way Mm -hmm. because you, the calling card just couldn't say like tomorrow at 5 p.m. and had to have your name, how you could be contacted, where you are staying. And then also we, we've got to do like addresses and stuff because people did not have addresses. Isaac Newton's <laughs> card literally says two doors down from this place. Like he didn't have an address to give. So he was like, this is how you can find me. It's this place and it's two doors down from it. Like it's crazy to me that that's how that. you had like a card. So... Calling card, trade card. Um, There's all this etiquette that was not actually... uh, I couldn't find enough references. So I read a bunch of stuff and I'll tell you guys a bunch of stuff. But just note that like before I I haven't made my coffee table book yet. So I Mm -hmm. I don't have this. But apparently... There was like a, a bunch of like folding corners. Like, it, okay, you folded this corner if you were delivering in person. You folded this corner if you dropped it in their post. You folded oh. this and, and you put it in an envelope. It was all this like kind of weird stuff. And then also, I also read that the size depended on if you were a single man. So, like, you got a skinnier card to go in a certain type of breast pocket for a man. And then you got a thicker card because it could go in your lady's purse. And then you had ladies who had different things. Um, I could not find that backed up. And so there were like no encyclopedia articles. So I I found a couple of really good websites, Mm. which I'll post obviously, but I was surprised at the lack of like visuals because this is such a huge piece. So, um, so you had all this folding and sizes and things like that. 
So as it uh, moved over to Europe, it was similar where the ladies, um, you would still have a calling card, but then it became less about calling. You knew you were going to go see that person anyway. You brought your card and it was a symbol of status and flourishing and like you said, literacy. So mm-hmm. you would bring your card over and depending on how like ornate and beautiful it was, it, it, everyone would go, ooh, and ah, like over it. It's it's super interesting. Yeah. No, that's like a very specific yep. um flex <laughs> yeah it's weird and then they also had like cases so now you've got to imagine you've got this like really ornate mm-hmm. beautiful pearl oh, you can't calling card case tuck that in your in your pocket bag no yeah no so it gets to be um all about status and how you've got it so then so that's kind of hang lit so that hangs out in europe for a couple of years and then we move over to the states um Martha Washington, as in wife of George Washington, was real big on business cards. There is whole articles about her because she actually had so many that she left a lot for history. And there's a lot of like historical um, museums and things that has her cards. And she had beautiful card holders. Um, But she, of course, had to socialize. She's a socialite. She's got to be the one to like go to all the other wives' homes and they're all talking about things. And um, so a lot of people wrote about that. Um, some person named Timothy Dwight, what a name, um, he wrote about it. He was like, he called her a dame of dignified renown who with their debt of social visiting to pay. Cause they, it was considered like you had to go do that. Like, mm-hmm. You were, you couldn't just like mm-hmm. chill at home and mm-hmm. watch TV. Like you actually had to go socialize. So he considered like it to be a debt. Like you had to go get these cards so that you could leave your cards so that they could be looked at later. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. I mean, and in, 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 in a pre-digital world, I mm-hmm. think that that makes sense. Having some connection to this yep. person in your house. Yeah. It's like know, a, a yeah, like history. Especially pre-phone too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then it turned into less about a calling card and more of a condolences or a hello or a greeting or congratulations card. Mm. So kind of stemming off into greeting card land a little bit where you would, you would drop, you would make cards and then you would write on them. So you would write like, like condolences for whatever or like congratulations so oh, it had like martha so washington point, that yeah split yeah it definitely did oh, it's cool. fascinating so martha washington they said that she would stop at 30 doors in the morning every day just dropping off cards like congratulations for this i heard you did this da, da, da. and it's not greeting cards yet because it's still like on a small sheet of like a of like a yeah. car, like business card size and so she was like well, it, Penning. I think of like stationary, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes I get really annoyed with like modern greeting cards where I just like to have mm-hmm. a simple stationary that yeah. is mine that I send and I write whatever I want on the inside, but it's from yeah. me. Yeah. So I think that is so fascinating. Think, yeah. I think that's, that's still very, very useful. Love it. So now we're moving into the 1800s and we've got a pioneering feminist. Amazing. Feminist writer Hester Poole brings up that Martha Washington did not actually have Martha Washington on her card. She had mm-hmm. Mrs. George Washington. So now we've got a woman saying, like, I don't understand why women are giving these calling cards that have their husband's names on it. Like, what is all of that? Everybody was like, we don't care. We're not listening to this article. Like, she wrote it. It's in print. She wrote, she wear, she wrote, <clears throat> 
A woman wears neither his coats, hats, nor boots. Why wear his name? Is not Mrs. Agnes Thorne equally euphonious and more expressive? Does she cease to be Agnes because she is married to Arthur? Girl. I love it. But like nobody. Fell on deaf ears at that time. She's like, all right, calm down. They were like, cool, thanks. Um, So at least (laughs) it was in print that she was trying to like change that a little bit. You said the early 1800s? Yeah, this is 1888. So actually kind of late 1800s. So this now starts to move into businesses because you've got this thing and you're leaving it. But of course, as it trickles its way down now, when you're leaving a calling card, it's not just representing you, it's representing your business. Yeah. Well, I also think of like, as the 20th century began, not to jump the gun here, Mm -hmm. but like we start to, I have, you know, products start being marketed to us, right? It's like, oh, you need toothpaste. Yep. I have a beautiful one. Okay. So also what they did was printers would, would, would have these blank ones. Oh yeah. And printing was improving too. Mm -hmm. You've got the printing press now so what printers would have is they would have like a blank um i'm going to show you so imagine that this section is blank we'll post uh, it so they would have business cards mm-hmm. that were really illustrated with like a blank like almost letter size or spot, um yeah address return stamp spot mm-hmm. or they would then like print your business stuff in it so now you could mass produce business cards more easily so like an early, early template. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Absolutely. So now these businesses were able to drop them off at other businesses. And so you've got this exchange of information and exchange of um, exchange of like delivering this little piece of like, oh, this is a beautiful card. Awesome. So that is it. how that gets into actual business card. And now it's why we have that today, because I'm me, but I'm also a representative of my business. And what's crazy to me is that the size has relatively stayed the same the whole time. So a standard business card is, oh, I know this. And now I'm on a podcast and I can't say it. It's either three and a half by two or it's three by two and a half. And now I feel like an idiot. It's three and a half by two. That's in my head. There you go. So a standard business card is three and a half by two inches. And that has relatively been the same this whole podcast that I've been talking this whole time, it's just been the same standardized shape and size. And I tried so hard to look up why and all I could find is because that's what fit into a pocket. I mean, I was going to say, I feel like it has to do with what you can reasonably mm-hmm. fit into a pocket. And yeah. I mean, if we did like the origin of pockets, but it's like, it's sure, just but standard... why not like four by two or like, why is it this perfect little, little bit? Mm. So that's super interesting to me. Um, so a couple of famous business card things. You've got American Psycho, which mm-hmm. Jesse and I just recently watched with our husbands. Uh, American Psycho is about Christian Bale, who plays Patrick Bateman. And there is a famous business card scene in it where they're all exchanging business cards that to the naked eye look exactly the same. But the guys are like, they're really flexing over 14 the, point. the yeah. color and, and the- he's. Yeah, embossment and, <laughs> and uh, it may or may not be his trigger. Yeah, he is like physically uncomfortable at like thinking that other people's business cards might be better than his because it really was a representation of you and your business and who you were. And this, Even like, though these business thing. cards are just literally black text, they're just white. literally pieces mm-hmm. of paper that you just they like, all look throw exactly away. No, no, I mean in American Psycho, they all oh, look exactly. Yeah, the same. they look exactly yeah. the same. It's very funny. But now let's talk about business cards and other cultures because again it started in China and so of course it stayed there and it also in Japan. So Japan and China both have huge, huge cultures around business cards. Mm. So it's called a Mishi, M-E-I-S-H-I in both Japan and China. Pronounced a little bit differently, but Mishi. And uh we're gonna talk about some murder. Murder I'm in- related I'm interested. to business cards. So first, I'm going to start with just China. So in China, business cards are super important in, in Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, somebody did say, 
actually this is in Japan. Um, so Yamada, uh, this man named Yamada, sorry. He said he might collect between 100 and 200 business cards in a particularly busy, busy month. And the way he kept track of them was digital. So they even said there's, oh there's an gosh. app called Eight, which I looked up. You can look up, <laughs> like type in Eight business card, mm-hmm. and it it's like a business card um, contacts list because like yeah. they get it it's is so like a, a digital Rolodex. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It is so ingrained in the culture to hand these things out, and even in Japan, there's a specific way that you hand over business cards. So you don't just like fling it; you have to hold it by each corner. And I didn't believe it. I was like, there is no way that in 2020. That they still do that, and they sure do. In you Japan? Can, yep. Yeah, it's like YouTube. a very intense... Yes, you can look it up on YouTube. almost. There's like yeah. a way where you're supposed to hold each corner and hand it over. Yeah. It's very And specific. the way you receive it, I think, is also really important yep. to being, you're supposed like, to take rude. both corners, yeah. read it. There's like a whole thing about it. And so um, there's a great YouTube video of a guy that's like a photographer. He's like a white dude from America that he goes to Japan. And he's like, oh, crap. I'm going into all these meetings, and they keep handing out these business cards. And it's like a cultural moment moment it is a moment where you are handing your um information over and receiving it and so they were all looking at him like where's your business card but then he goes to like a machine because they have them just like in drugstores and stuff where you can generate your own business Business cards to hand them out so the problem with this to me and i will go off into my side tangent is that so this guy said he could get in between 100 and 200 business cards we're just throwing them away mm-hmm. you know it's just like the environmental impact of business cards is horrible well it goes back to our same debate over the handshake where it's like okay we get that perhaps there was this moment that it was important to do this mm-hmm. but now that we have we are in a different situation like let's come up with something better that makes yeah. more sense we have all this great digital so, stuff you know there doesn't should be make sense. a better thing and so mm. i've even written blog posts about it and so what i tried to do this year is instead of getting business cards i got bookmarks created because a bookmark is something that you know what to do with you know mm-hmm. to tuck it into a book or you've got it and so it's something tangible or usable i also recommend getting recycled paper at least if you're going to get a business card or getting like a cool notepad or like get something that somebody is going to use so that it doesn't become environmental waste i really and- appreciate when people like if they have to come do something at our house like mm-hmm. we have an appliance repair uh magnet oh yeah, I mean, yeah it's great for them too because yeah. it means I'm we have call magnets them the next time I, yeah we do we will the send you a magnet if you magnets. message us we will send you a magnet yes. just just yeah we have origins of magnets because the idea behind that was that if you see it on your fridge you'd be like oh i want to go listen to that podcast <laughs> they're really cute yeah they are cute um so yeah magnets is another one that i i recommend because at least people have like it's a culture of putting things on your fridge um but business cards like when is the last time like you pulled out a business card and like looked at it? Yeah. You just don't. It, it's just such a thing. So I usually try to dissuade my cu- my clients from getting them unless you're they're going to use them. And my exchange is instead of designing you a business card, I'm going to design you a few uh, social media graphics because your social media reach is going to be way larger than your business card reach. Now on to the murder. So business cards are so important in Japan that when you hand one over, it pretty much is an identity. You, you are trusting that that person is that person. So <clears throat> it's called the Tegan incident. It's probably Taigen. It's not not Tegan in Japan. Gosh, it's like tai, Taijin. Okay. Afternoon, January 26th, 1948. A man claiming to be a public health official walks into a branch of a bank and he's like, Everyone, here's my business card. He had printed business cards that said epidemiologist on them, handed them to everybody in the bank and said, there's been a water problem. Your water is tainted. It's poisonous. Here, take these pills. 
they all took them and they all died. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Would it be would it would that not be abnormal? Like they the, just the, they the, trusted the, the business. No, card. but what I mean is that someone would go into a bank and hand everyone in the bank his that's, business. That's card? the culture. That is the culture. You have this business not card, just and you're, you're like, hey, with. here. Let's see. It says that's, uh, it like, says he only handed hmm. the bank clerks. So he after handing okay. the bank clerks a business card that okay. identified him as an epidemiologist, the man told everyone present to drink a few drops of a liquid and a pill. So 12 of the, the 16 people, 12 of them died on the spot and four of them died on their way to the hospital. Oh and he robs gosh. the bank. Like, he's like, okay, great. Now everyone's well, but dead. Like, not only robs the bank, but is a mass murderer. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. They never really found who it was. What? They did arrest trust? someone. They arrested someone um, and he's in jail for this crime, mm. but there, it was hot debate on whether or not it's the actual person. Mm. So much hot debate that the judge refused to give the death penalty even though they were like trying to push for it mm-hmm. for this guy. And he was like, you know what? I don't know. I, I'm going to sentence you, but I'm not going to give you the death penalty Dang. because of the the stuff. So like this business card was, it's such a prominent part of their Dang. culture. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just so much Somebody trust. murdered I'm... people. Yeah. Based on this, uh, yeah. yeah like, don't worry, don't worry. Would you take something? Like if somebody came in and was like, Hey, the water's messed up. Here's a pill. If they first told me that they were an epidemiologist. Yeah. No, you would not do that. No, Jesse, don't, don't say yes. Think, no, no, no. What I'm trying to think through is all the times when I watch something where I'm like, you idiot. What are you? Why are you trusting this person? Yeah. I, yeah. I think they just um, they just trusted the culture and they trusted that. OK, oh, mm-hmm. you got a business card printed. It's so official. You must be this person. I mean, he killed everybody in there. Took it. Everyone. Well, and I guess what I'm trying to think about, too, is and I, I guess I know this was a different era, but why would you automatically think like what if you hadn't you'd be like no no i didn't have any of the water today so like i'm good mm, that's a good point like what like why were they then driven mm, to know. still take the pill anyway that is very dramatic and it is a show of how mm-hmm. much faith mm-hmm. you know you'd put mm-hmm. in, a, in a business or in, in someone telling you who they are based on a business card Oh, yes. So that was fantastic to me. So that's wow. the history of business cards. It really started as a calling card to before we had phones to tell somebody else uh, that you were coming. And then it evolved into, OK, this is me. And then it was like, OK, I'm tied to my business. And so now we still use them. Um, there are a lot of wonderful business cards. Let me tell you, Walt Disney's is really cool. Like the old one. There's um, one for Isaac Newton. Like I said, you've got Thomas Jefferson. Like there are cool business cards that people have. And I love the design of them. And I think that would make a fantastic coffee table book. I think like, as your what pet a project, wonderful. you should start designing this book. Because I should. I, think, I, I mean, I'm not even joking. Yeah. One of the things that I think people... Like if you were to pitch this to an editor, but you already had some of the concept mm-hmm. designed, mm-hmm. I think it's much more like they're like, oh, yeah, we could yeah. easily, you know, I'm yeah. just I'm just pointing that out. That Do some research. There's for, tons versus of- you sending a pitch and you have, yeah. you, know, you also are able to design a book. Yeah, yeah so I could like do a few pages at least and kind of do. do like the history and stuff. But like these are yeah. in museums and stuff. So I'm surprised that like it's not like I'm making up like Isaac Newton's is like in a museum. <laughs> and so are all of Martha Washington's and stuff. So it's like. These they exist and you can get like really high quality scans and like Walt Disney's is like so cool. It's like it's a picture of um I'll show you. It's a picture of like some random dude at like a drawing oh, board and it's like drawing. it's like his early days or whatever. There's also like an article of like the top ten most interesting famous people business cards and you've got like Lady Gaga's and Barack Obama and like there's That's some like so really neat. cool yeah that have to have business cards yeah because you've got mm-hmm. like designs of cards. It's like so fascinating. I mean me and the designer I'm like ooh right. and then you've got all these cool Chinese calling cards that have like 
like um like beautiful woodblock printing. Oh, and those, then, like, well, written. these are yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, we'll I know. Make sure that these are out. Yeah, I'll, I think it make a great Instagram like mm-hmm. slidey post. Mm-hmm. Slidey post. That's the technical. Term we'll provide y'all the slidey post <laughs> on our um, Instagram, yeah. which is where you can find us if we got any of this wrong. By yeah. The way. <laughs> well, there's the. <laughs> I've, we've complained about research availability, but like, I did not have any sort of like, I prefer to get Encyclopedia Britannica or, um, what's another one? I like, I like to make sure that it's like a reputable source. Mm -hmm. And so when I get like historyofcards.com, I'm like, okay, but where did you get that? Oh, I told you I was going to tell you about websites that do that. Remember that? Yes. So now you're still listening. So this is another side tangent. So I've looked into this as well, but you've probably seen like historyofglass.com or historyofsomething.com. And you're like, how could someone build a whole website just around one topic? Well, I'm right? immediately just skeptical because they have no credibility to me based on their well, URL. Um, it's all about search engine optimization. And they know that people are Googling these things. And so it's just driving ad revenue. So most of the time, these websites do pull facts, facts from encyclopedias and other places but because these things are so commonly researched you get their like informational website mm-hmm. and then they can put ads on it and they can make money it's fascinating it's like a such a like sub niche genre so of website I think, design i think the problem with that is as we do our podcast i'm always very cognizant of none of these websites are listing their sources some of and them then do. they all are just citing like all read and they're yep. citing each other and mm-hmm. just so that you guys know i try to go deeper than that I yeah do go deeper you're a phd than that. so you do so i am i am frequently deciding you know i'm going to jstor i'm reading things that are based on experts who have done research or yeah. at least are citing how they're coming mm-hmm. up with this information but sometimes we do origins where there's just not that much information yeah. so it can be it can feel like i'm reading the same five mm-hmm. things like literally quoted verbatim yeah and that makes me have lots of mistrust for the internet mm-hmm. so or i like to make sure i tell you like hey i couldn't like find sources this. for yeah. this mm-hmm. but some things are like just in the public domain like so for example a lot of us like we have the scans of these business card and museums so mm-hmm. it's not like i'm making like i'm literally looking at a scan that happened like that a museum has um and so a lot of these places did cite each other but i was lucky to find at least okay i can see a date that this physical yeah. thing does exist um that's why scissors was really frustrating for me if you remember our past episode about um tape and scissors where a lot of that was actually probably in chinese because they started in china so i didn't have of the research the yeah. research um so you know language and all that plays in um origins because you know and the limits to our understanding right yeah it's fascinating yeah well this was a great episode i think um i i've been wanting to cover covid stuff and i think and like we didn't mean to do that because we have been wanting to do this um episode anyway but these two things i think are going to be heavily impacted by Mm -hmm. they'll look different covid 19 because you're not hand you're not shaking hands and you're not handing things out like you're not even seeing somebody where you could give them something that's the other thing even if even if you felt fine about handing out a germ none of us are going into an office right now where we could hand a business card to somebody unless else. they're so what's happened with me is if i'm like transacting for food or something and so then people are still like um somewhat engaging with like kind my, of my debit card but then but I, you still put it in by yourself for the most part for the most part yeah or are being um mm-hmm. sanitized you know yeah so that's but that's but that's also a item that's not going to um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. become soggy if you put hand sanitizer yeah. on it gross yeah that's yeah. true all right. Well, that was uh, handshakes and business cards. And uh, again, write us at um, at the origins of podcast on Instagram. It's where we're most active. If you have any additional items that you would like to share. See you there.
This podcast was produced by Johnny Stubbs in Atlanta, Georgia. Visit us online at theoriginsofpodcast.com or to help us support this podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theoriginsofpodcast. Oh, that was a good one.